Well, good morning and welcome again to Press Church. My name is Sean Lee and I'm lead pastor here and we have a great service for you today. Um, if you are new or someone visiting for the first time, uh, we have a QR code that you're going to see on the screen and you can let us know that you are here and we can welcome you. You can also use this link to find out what's happening here at Press and all the things coming up as well as connecting to life groups and other things. Uh, I didn't do it yet, but for those of you watching online, welcome as well. Thanks for joining us. Um, I was just talking to someone this morning about how it's nice when you're sick or happen to be out of town that you can actually watch online. So welcome for those of you that are there. Uh, through this code, you can actually uh, give this morning. Um, we also have a text to give number. We have a box in the back exit. Uh, 2 Corinthians uh, 9 says that, uh, it says, do not give reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver. And so my prayer is always that we are just a church that likes to be generous, not because they feel like they have to or anything else, but to be a part of what God is doing and moving. So we appreciate uh, all of your generosity in supporting what the church is doing with us. Uh, here coming up in the next week, we actually have our anniversary Sunday. Next Sunday, October 8th, we are celebrating three years as a church. It's kind of crazy to think uh, that it's been three years, but it is. And yes, we were crazy enough to launch in the pandemic. So if you are someone newer with us and don't realize that, yes, we started in the pandemic. Uh, but three years this October, it's kind of crazy. And to, to celebrate, we're having a chili cook-off. So all you chili makers out there, uh, bring some chili. And we need you to sign up. So you can do it through the QR code. Uh, there's also a link if you get the weekly emails. There's a, a link in that that you can sign up. We also have, for those of you who don't like electronics, we have a paper sign up out at the Connect table. Uh, so after service, if you would like to sign up to make some chili, uh, get out there. We have, we have a list and you can sign up. But that's going to be a great time. Uh, going to hang out after service and just have a good time of, of being together um, and celebrating. The next thing I want to say is this next month, we are going to be collecting candy for Candy by the Carload. Every year, Powell has a Candy by the Carload event, and so we are going to be putting up a press table this year and handing out some candy and stuff. So uh, over these next uh, three, four weeks, we're just going to be collecting candy. There is a table out in the lobby, so you can um, do it there. There's a big basket that you can put your candy in. So over the next couple weeks, grab some candy when you're at the store and help us so we can give out some candy to some little kids so they drive their parents nuts, right? Yeah, it's that time of year. All right, uh, one another. We've been in this series uh, for about two months now talking about living life together and how the scriptures encourage us, How does the looking at how the scriptures encourages us to live together. Um, and so today is technically, well, no, we have one, technically next week is the last week, but this last week, we have one more guest uh, family that we're going to be interviewing and having their story told. Um, but I felt like this week, the, the word that came to mind for me is perseverance. And I was thinking about as we, as we close out this kind of section, this idea of perseverance um, and how that plays into, like, we persevere when we're in community. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, and every week, we have our teaching team uh, get in a car, and we basically video ourselves talking about the message for today. So let's go ahead and watch the car video.
persevering makes you confused? Jason gets confused. How old are you, Jason? confused easily these days. <laughs> Jason, these days, Jason. Uh, <laughs> Come only, on, Grandpa. I'm only 52. <laughs> but he's wise beyond his years. The older I get, the less wise I feel. <laughs> Some would say that is wisdom, but... Yeah, well. So, uh, yeah, persevering and stuff. Together. Together. T- together. It is a little hard to persevere without others. Yeah, I think we downplay the the importance of others through trials or through difficulties in our life. And I think some of that has to do with... Well, there's probably a few layers. I think some people don't want to burden others yeah. um, so if you're somebody who feels like you're burdening others easily you say you know I don't want to I don't I've heard that before oh I didn't want to bother you bother or you. I didn't want to well yeah I do think there's also a, this undercurrent in our western culture especially in American culture where it's like this bootstrapper mentality yeah. which we yeah. talked about you're before. presenting weakness right which you... is a false idea because the whole concept is you actually can't no, pull yourself can't. up by your own bootstraps right, right? so yeah, persevering ultimately requires others to yeah. help in the process. And I, I think that's, God works that way, right? Yeah. Uh, God works, it's it's this community type thing. We, yeah. we often talk about the triune God, yeah. uh, the nature of God and relational community. And, yeah. and that's how God reveals himself is through this relational connection that we have with others. It's yeah. almost like God created us to need someone else. <laughs> It's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you see that um, all throughout Scripture. You see the people's need and God continually putting other people in their life that, mm-hmm. that help support them, help get them through. Yeah, and I think sometimes we try to dismiss that because we're like, well, that isn't really God, that's other people. But that is right. that's how God, God works. Right, I've actually exactly. had that happen. I was talking to a guy who was needing help, and I'm like, he, he was asking, hey, does the church have any blah, blah, blah to help with this? I'm like, well, Unfortunately, no, we don't have a budget for that, or we, we don't. I said, but if you really need something, I will go to the store. I will pick up food myself and drop it off. He's like, oh no, I just, I just want God to do it, or I want the church to do it. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, we are the church. That right? Yeah, that is the church. Like, we're all part of it. It's through us that this stuff happens. It's not like, you know, this idea of like God sending manna down from heaven to right. <laughs> like, well, it's it's like that. You know, the old story, but the the person. There's this flood, and they're up on the roof of their house, right? And they're praying for God oh, yeah, to yeah, save yeah. them. And God a boat me. comes by, and they say, no, no, I'm waiting for God, you know. And, and then a helicopter, helicopter comes by, and oh, no, I'm waiting for God. And then they end up dying. And he's like, well, I sent you a boat and a helicopter. Right. Like, yeah, how uh, many? Uh, yeah. That's, that, that why is didn't you the, save me? Yeah, right. the, the community is how God works. And so that's why, you know, we've been talking about one another all these last, you know, two months almost now. Yeah. And the, the thing is God actually works through the one another. And, and that's that's why it's so vital for us to press into that and say, yes, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be part of this because this is how God helps me. Yeah. I think we have some stories about that, so maybe we should well, Let's hear another out. one. All right. Well, I would like to welcome to the stage Bill and Nicole Fowles. Can everybody give a applause for them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is so good to have you guys up here, and I'm excited for you guys to hear their story today. They've got, um, you guys have quite quite a, a story. It was We got to talk this last week, and I knew of some of it, but I didn't know of all of it, so it was really cool to 
to get a little more depth of what you guys have actually been through as a family and even where you're at now and stuff. So why don't you guys, if you could, just give me a little bit of your background, like your faith background and just some of your own stories, things that you guys have, are talking about perseverance today. So it's like how some of the things that you guys have gone through uh, as a family, as a couple. Um, yeah, go for it. Sure. Um, so we both actually grew up in New Philadelphia, Ohio, um, which is about 30 minutes south of Canton, Ohio, if you're familiar with that area. Um, and uh, we dated in high school. Aww. Gross, Aww. I know, Everybody's right? Aww. Ew. <laughs> um, and so uh, I, grew up, I grew up Catholic. Um, church was a really important thing to my parents. Um, and so I went to church because I didn't want to let them down. I didn't want dis- to disappoint them. I'm, you know, I grew up with the faith. I grew up with you know, believing in God and all of that, but there wasn't a personal connection there for me as a young person. Um, and so, um, you know, kind of through high school and, and, you know, even into college, I didn't find a, an importance uh, to, to go to church. Um, but through dating Nicole and, and things like that, um, you know, we kind of, she was like, well, I'll let her talk about that. Because <laughs> she doesn't like to talk ever. Never. <laughs> yeah, we, we said we're going to have to moderate these. these I was th- like, why don't we get two mics, Sean? <laughs> no. <laughs> now it's just going to, oh, yeah, no, it'll be fine. Uh, no, I grew up. <laughs> yeah. I grew up in the Moravian Church, and uh, Moravians are a small, um, we call it pre-Protestant religion, if you've never heard of it, It, when Martin Luther posted the 95 theses on the church um, door, uh, Moravians had already figured that out, so. (laughs) Um, Moravians had already separated. No, but we, um, we're, we're a loving group of people, song, food, communion, community is like a massive thing to Moravians. Um, another massive thing to Moravians is uh, camping ministry. We have a youth ministry, and um, camping begins in third grade. And uh, people from like Michigan, Indiana, Illinois, Ohio um, would all go to one kind of camp for third through fifth graders. And then in my time, there was a camp for middle school, and then there was another camp um, down in kind of the rustic Chillicothe, Chillicothe area of Ohio. Um, that is for nine through post high, grade nine through post high. And you, you go through the camping ministry and you're all in. And then even beyond that, you're a young adult and you're like, well, now I'm a counselor. And you know, you just like get right back into it. And so, yeah. And I loved, I loved church. I love everything about it. Um, I loved the family, the connection, the people. When I moved to Columbus, um, there were two Moravian churches here and there was really, okay, my, my choices are not if I go to church, but which church do I go to? And so I was trying to decide between the two. And we landed at um, a church called The Promise. And The Promise um, was a small but mighty force of people. And there were really only about, at our most, between 40 and 50 folks who went to that church on a regular basis. But I am not lying when I say that 100% of those 40 or 50 people were 100% in on the church tithing, being a part of life group, knowing the mission, loving, being neighbors, like being the family, being God to each other, and demonstrating Jesus's love. And um, so when Billy and I were continuing dating, I went to college in Cincinnati, he went to college in Cleveland, Um, you know, then we moved together a little bit closer. I was in Columbus and he was in Mansfield. Well, that is when, yeah, see, I steal the mic. Um, (laughs) 
and so, you know, me, you know, you know, I'll, I'll say this in high school, she pursued me. Um, but I knew hey. the first time. <laughs> hey. I knew the first time that I saw her and that, you know, things were starting to get serious that, you know, this was probably going to last. So, um, when, when we were in college, uh, and I would, you know, we, we moved, she moved to Columbus, I moved to Mansfield for my, my first job. Um, every time that I visited on Sundays, she was like, we're going to church. And I said, okay, all right, whatever. And so that, by her dragging me to church, is how I became reconnected and my, my passion uh, for, for the church and for the Lord, you know, kind of reignited. Um, so it's really her. Uh, I have to thank for, you know, getting me, pulling, pulling me along, dragging okay. me along. So I'll let her continue because oh. she knows it a little bit better. But <laughs> we were both, we were both there. <laughs> no fighting, you two. <laughs> Sorry, no, <laughs> no this, is, uh, this is how everyone kind of like came to know us because we, our relationship has like been so long and we've been through so much. I mean, even before we dated, uh, or even before we were married, we had already dated what, seven years and uh, we just, we bickered. We already bickered like a married couple and people who didn't know us would like look at them and be like, are they okay? And people who knew us were like, they're fine. <laughs> this is just what they do. They're already old, old nags. So um, yeah, so then we, we landed in Delaware. We got, we got married and in 2009 and we were at the promise. And from 2009 to 2012, life was like, peachy, like our house was happy, our life was happy, well, our jobs were kind of meh, but like otherwise, like we were, we were really like living the dream, everything was great, everything was wonderful. Um, 2012, do you want to tell this? Yeah. Okay, it is your story. Yeah, now it becomes my story. Okay. Uh, in, in 2012, um, I unexpectedly was diagnosed with testicular cancer. Um, I was 28, 27, something like that. Um, yeah, so it's it's been over ten years now uh, since all of that. So, um, so yeah, I, I was diagnosed with testicular cancer, um, and everything kind of came to a screeching halt uh, for us. You know, if you've ever had a family member, or if you personally have uh, have have had to dealt with this, you hear that c word, and just it's 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 terrifying. Yeah. Um, and so you know, went through surgeries, I went through treatments, um, and, you know, it was, it was not for a lack of, of, you know, faith that got us through it. I mean, we, we, <laughs> it's my story. <laughs> See what he did. <laughs> All right. Um, but no, you know, it, it's, it's our, that, that promised community, um, they were our family. Um, our family, like I said, we both grew up in New Philadelphia. They were, they were two hours away. Um, and it was our, our church family that really helped support us uh, throughout all of that. Yeah, so, you know, whenever you have someone who you love who has been given a cancer diagnosis, I know from what you've said, like, the doctor starts talking and your brain just goes over here. You're not listening to what the doctor is saying anymore. So I became the advocate and I became the, okay, here's what we need. And I told Sean this and Jason and other people, like I'm that weird person who when people are like, how can I help you? Like I already have the list ready and I'm like, pick one. And, I, and so I'm like, I know we need help. Like I knew we needed um, rides to get to appointments because I couldn't take so much time off of work. I knew 
I'm not a great cook. I knew we needed food. I knew we needed prayer. I knew we needed whatever. And so when people said, like, how can we help? Like, I already had the, the, the Google sheet ready. And I was like, sign up. And so the, the church stepped up and stepped in. Um, family and friends stepped in. And not that our family who was, you know, distant by time and, and miles wasn't there. Just they had the same difficulties that even I had living in the same home. And so when they asked how they could help, you know, prayer, just prayer for everything. Pray that the nausea stops. Pray that this surgery gets rid of it. Pray that he starts eating again and regaining weight because he was a shadow of himself. Um, I lost 60 pounds. Yeah, in like four months. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, was, I also wasn't the best patient either. I was supposed to drink a lot of water. I was a terrible and patient. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, like Nicole's, Nicole's right. You know, like my, like I said, my parents grew up Catholic or are, were, are Catholic, were Catholic. And, um, and you know, I, they call weekly, daily, not da weekly, daily. Um, my mom would call daily and check in and say, how are you doing? You know, I, I saw a stranger on the street and they just said, you, what's wrong? How can I help? And she would just say, pray for my son, mm -hmm. pray for my son. And, you know, I, I told Sean this when we, when we talked earlier. Like, my one, like, God moment, like, that I know God is real. Um, you know, I was going in for my, my massive surgery, um, and I just had all the stress, the anxiety, you know, the thoughts of this is it. You know, uh, am I going to survive this? Am I going to make it through this? Um, you know, all of those negative fear thoughts that go through your brain. And I just, I just remember I was outside the OR. Um, there was nobody around me, um, and I just, I calmed myself down and I prayed to God. I said, God, I know you're here. Be with me. Take all of my stress and anxiety and fears away from me. Be with the doctors. Be with their hands. Guide them to, to heal me and, and make this okay. And it was at that moment, instantly, everything calmed. I felt every fear, every anxiety, every ounce of doubt in my brain just go away. And that was right when the, the nurses rolled me into the OR. And, it, it, you know, that's, that sticks with me. Um, I use that a lot when things are going crazy in my life. Um, but, but, yeah, it's, it's we, you know, the, the prayer from yeah. people that I don't even know, I could feel it, um, it throughout, was, throughout the, that time. It was even similar, like, in my, in my job. You know, I had, I had people who I know are, are not, you know, not with faith. They just kind of chug along don't have a church family or things like that and they just looked at me and they, they were like how are you so okay how how are you keeping it together because I, I was somehow keeping it together but I had no answer I was like I honestly don't know I think that this can only be explained through God and the Holy Spirit like I have no reason to have it together right now and it it just is yeah, it's just it's just through the the strength of the Holy Spirit that I could have it together to have it together for Him because when some when a loved one in your family is going through something, everybody's going through it, you know. So yeah, so we look at that time and it was it was a huge trial. We got through it. We knew that God was with us. 
Um, we also had weird blessings that you wouldn't think would have been blessings that came from it. Um, with testicular cancer, you have to um, do some procedures that make sure that you, if you want to have children later on in life, that you prepare for that. And, and you do that before you have the surgeries and before you go through chemotherapy. And um, when Billy went to do those procedures, then we got information back that found out that we were going to not be able to have children, that we were going to be infertile. And that was a weird just it was, it was devastating at the time yeah. because I knew growing up I wanted to have family. I, I wanted to be a dad. Um, you know, my, my dad is a big part of my life, and, you know, I wanted to be able to be that for my, my kids yeah. um, growing up. So that was devastating. But if you've gone through infertility, you know that there, it is such a long process. You talk to the doctor and you're like, oh, we've tried for you know three months. And they're like, we'll try for another nine. So go, go through this terrible trial for a year. And then we'll try this and do that for a year. And then we'll try this and do that for a year. And I have a dear friend of mine who began her journey for children the same time that we began our journey for children. And 10 years later, she's just now adopting her first child. And yet we were almost given, and I call it a gift, other people might not, but we were given the gift of knowing from the start that it wasn't going to work in the natural way. And so science was going to be our friend if we were going to want to have kids. And it was one of those things that, you know, I think that was... <laughs> That was God's little gift, you know, like, like this is going to suck and that's going to suck, but you're going to get this answer so you don't go through this other thing that sucks. And, you know, it was still a trial. It was still like have, using science for kids is not easy. And there's the things that like come along with that. But we at least had that answer before we had to even go through all the questions. God gave us an answer before we even asked the question. Like, how cool is that? Yeah. What's next? Well, church, uh, church, yeah. yeah, church. So you know. Meanwhile, fast, church. you know, fast forward, <laughs> fast. <laughs> don't worry, Sean. We, <laughs> I don't have the mic. <laughs> we wondered why Sean wanted us to be up here because we just talk. <laughs> no. <laughs> you didn't know what you were signing up for, you know. We'll just we'll t we'll take over. Um, so no, I mean, fa fast forward through that difficult time, and, and you know, and things kind of settled back to normal. Um, you know, as Nicole mentioned, uh, you know, we, we were able to have our first daughter um, in 2014, two years later. Um, yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you. you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, and so, uh, it, but the, 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 the bad part of this story is that right at, right at that time, um, the pastor of the Promise, our church, um, was retiring, um, and and that unfortunately meant that uh, the promise was going to have to close. It, it was it, there were a number of things that were that were going into that final decision. A pastor retiring does not mean that church always closes. Right. But in this case. In this case, it, it did. did. It, yeah. They're just you know the the, the, the funding. It, you know we were considered a church plant at that time, so the funding for the church plant was coming to a close. Some other factors um, as well, and and you know this was our family. Uh, you know, in our in our life group, we we met. We saw each other like four times a week. Four times a week. You know, we saw each other on Sundays. By we had our choice. We had we had um, small group on a Wednesday, and then we went and did music trivia on on a Thursday, um, and then periodically we'd you know have a movie night and hang out. Like it was, these were our this was our our family. We were together, um, and so unfortunately at that time, you know, we we 
you know, had, had just had our first daughter and the church had closed. Um, and we were... I spent Christmas Eve in a foreign church with foreign people weeping, also deep in postpartum depression. <laughs> and I'm just crying. And everyone's like, is she okay? And no, she wasn't. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if I was either, but yeah. I was like, you know, I was trying to be, be strong for yeah. her. But, um, but yeah, no, it was, it was rough. I mean, you know, you, know you, you, you talk about, you know, the, the journey through the, the, the desert. Like that's that's what that this next year was for us. Yeah, it was it was a journey through the desert with trials and and different different things that happened. So that, that group of forty, that we were so we were so interconnected. And let me just tell you that we had folks from Grove City, Delaware, Pickerington, um, downtown Columbus, Lewis Johnstown. Center, Johnstown. I mean, we had folks coming from all over, like the greater. Columbus area and beyond. I don't even know if you would call some of the areas that people were coming from, like Greater Columbus, but people coming to this tiny little church in Lewis Center that had 40 people in it. And so when that church closed, we, we wanted to stay together as a family. And so we kind of wound up to be this like little troop. Um, and we had, we had the Google sheet and we decided that we had... Wonder who created that. <laughs> and we decided where we wanted to try every Sunday. We were like, let's go on this adventure together. And so for the next year, we kind of had it planned out. Like, we want to try this one. We want to try this one. And some of it was at the recommendation of our pastor who had just retired. Some of it was at the recommendation of others. Some was just, like, location-based, you know. There were some, some really cool ones that we found. There were some really awful ones that we found. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, when Sean and I, we were all talking, I, you know, I said, Sean, how would you feel if 40 people just walked into your church that you didn't know? And then never showed up and again. And then never showed up again. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? Wah, wah. Sometimes nothing. <laughs> yeah. It, but, so, but, yeah, I mean, like, like it, was, it was an extremely eye-opening experience. You know, like, you know, Growing up Catholic and then becoming a part of the, the promise in the Moravian Church, you know, I had two church experiences growing up, um, and you know, I fell in love with the Moravian Church. I fell in love with what they did. I fell in love with the passion and the Holy Spirit and the way that it moved through that church, and and going out and journeying around and seeing the different types of churches. Like there are some churches out there that just have it wrong. They just have it wrong. Um, you know, we were talking, you know, one of our, one of our, um, the, the people that we traveled with was a recovering alcoholic. Um, and we went to a church one day and it was talking about how drinking alcohol was a sin. And you're terrible. And you're how a terrible you're a terrible person. human being. Everything and a terrible about you person. was wrong. If you even and touch alcohol, he brews beer in the meantime. We're just like, man, everything. You guys can't be on stage. Oh, get, get, get. All right. I didn't know that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, the secret's out now. Um, but, 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 watching, but, in, but in that, watching, watching how, you know, this person, this, this, this pastor on stage who's supposed to be a reflection of God and the reflection of the Holy Spirit just completely and utterly um, just demoralized my friend. Like, that's not what church is supposed to be. Like, it's not, that's not what the faith, that's not what God is supposed to be. It's church, church is supposed to be something where you come as you are, and you are on this journey in your own path, in your own way, and the people that are around you are there to help you through it. Well, and hopefully, you know, maybe the pastor says something that's guided by the Holy Spirit. Maybe somebody else says something, but it's, it's, 
inevitably, it's not up to us. It's up to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who pushes you along, who guides you where you need to go. And you need to trust that the Holy Spirit can do what it's meant to do so that you get where you need to go. And demoralizing people is not the way is not the way to do that, frankly. And it told us that the way to go was far, far away from that church. And so we inevitably <laughs> landed. We far, got, far away from that church. Far, far yeah. away from that church. And so we got, we got a phone call from um, Pastor Dave Jansen, who was with the Centerpoint um, churches. And there's Lewis Center and several other locations, and they were doing a plant in Gahanna. And Dave said, well, um, I talked to your former pastor, Daryl Bell, and uh, Daryl thinks that you'd be great. We're doing a plant in Gahanna. How do you feel about working on a plant in Gahanna? And we said, sure. So about 2015, um, 2015, 2016, we started with the plant um, for Center Point Gahanna. And we really, we really found kind of another community. There were some folks from The Promise who landed with us in Centerpoint, um, and we had a great time there. We got involved. You saw Billy on the stage doing his dance with the, with the bass, and um, I was up there singing sometimes too. Then I was helping lead life groups. I kicked off their life group. We were, we were all in on that as well. Um, but then we had our second daughter, and we started to really feel... Um, that we needed to think about our family unit and what church meant to our family um, as far as like the long term. Like we were thinking about youth programs and, and from and they Delaware. Had, and they had a, a strong youth program at yeah. that church. It was great. It was, was really, really great. The, but from Delaware to Gahanna was a 45-minute commute. Yeah, and anyone with, with young children or children in general, you, you understand that, you know, if you're going to invest your kids in a, in a church program, you know, you've got to, they've got to be able to make friends with those people outside of, of church at times. And so, you know, with our girls all the way up in Delaware and those folks, I mean, they, they made friends there um, and they look forward to going to, to church on Sundays. Um, but and we it, kept it, thinking about the long term. Yeah. Of, and and how do we invest in, into that community when, you know, we're, you know, f farther away, you know, they would have things on during the weekdays and we just couldn't make it down anymore like we used to. Mm -hmm. So, so 2020 happened and everybody went online and we were already kind of starting to, I was starting to feel the pull. I felt the pull before Billy did, but we, you know, we go ahead and we start watching online. We're helping Centerpoint with their online services, but we're also watching other churches and what they're doing online. Um, we're good friends with Pastor Jason Allison, and Jason was telling us about this cool thing that he was doing, and we were like, ooh, another plant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We'd love to get our fingers in those. And so we, we started watching press, and then that's pretty much kind of how we, how we landed here. I mean, it, it was a long time from 2014 to 2020 um, that felt just like a crazy, I don't know, boat ride in the ocean with <laughs> lots, of, lots of storms and sometimes some calm waters too. Yeah, I mean, it, like the, the whole process, you know, it, it's – you know, the, the one thing that I, I really appreciate about Nicole, um, and I think is one of the strongest things about our relationship, is that regardless of no matter what the two of us are going through, we, we're there for each other. Um, and, you know, I, I think both of us, you know, we could, we could sit and we could look and think about what has happened in the past, both personally and throughout our church experience. But, you know, I know for me, um, I only have one way to look, and that's forward, and that's, okay, let's, let's rely on the things that we believe in, let's rely on the things that we know that we're good at, 
and let's just keep pushing forward because eventually at some point um, you're going to get to the other side of whatever you're going through and, um, and, and through the people that you, you surround yourself with um, and, and the family that you have, it, you're going to get through it and you're going to get out over on the other side and it's going to make that what you just went through so much more like meaningful. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, cancer was horrible, but I look back and I have a new appreciation on, on a lot of things. Yeah, and we even have other ways that God showed up that we didn't even, you know, realize in the moment. Billy was, the, the year prior, 2011, he was looking for a job to come closer to home. We were living in Delaware, and he was working in Mansfield. And a job opened up with Delaware City Schools, and um, he applied for it. And we thought, oh, he's a shoe-in for sure. Like, he's got, you I'm know, a band director, by the way. He's a band director. He, didn't, didn't he, had, he had, like, five years of teaching under his belt, but he didn't have a master's, so he wouldn't be that expensive. But, you know, it was, like, all of those things, like. The, the things that you tell yourself that make you more marketable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like really I, don't mean anything. I totally got this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so and so we were like for sure for sure he's got this and he didn't even get an interview and we were like what are they thinking you know they're ridiculous they, they're fools they've lost out and meanwhile they missed out the best candidate that's right and so mm -hmm, my babe's the best <laughs> so the next year uh like you i know, said unconditional support right here <laughs> the next year you know, is when he gets this diagnosis and we look back and we're like, oh my gosh, like had you gotten this new job, you wouldn't have had the same benefits. His benefits were amazing. He, we paid nothing for cancer. That I like, I don't even know how that happened, but the, so his benefits were amazing. We would not have had those benefits. His sick time had banked after his five years of being there. He wouldn't have had that. The school had an additional bank where he could pull time from for people who have like worked in the school system for 20 plus years and they're maxed out and they're like, okay, just put it in the bank. So he could pull from that. Just all of these things he would not have had. And so while in the moment, you know, every single time in the moment, we're like, ah, why? Um, God always had an answer. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. You know, like you said, we, you think back and you reflect, but you know, it's, you, you see that you see God working. Um, and, you know, it, it's hard, it's hard in the moment to, to kind of, you know, like Nicole said, to be, be thinking of that, but, you know, God's always working, and whether we understand the reasons why we go through some of the, the, the turmoils and, the, and, you know, the torment, um, there's a reason why, and if you, and if you stop and you get through to the other side, often-wise, you'll, you'll see and you'll recognize. So for you guys, just to close up here, what, what would you say, like, your time here at Press, how has that helped you continue to persevere? What, what has stood out? Like, why? I mean, you guys have such a strong uh, family, obviously, strong church family, things like that. Like, what here at Press has been important to you, or what's something that you guys have learned um, in your time with, with Press? Yeah, I think, I think our, our journey, our journey through the desert, you know, as we kind of called it, our journey in the wilderness, like, we learned a lot of what we liked and what we didn't like. Um, we also learned in 2020, like, what, what we liked and didn't like. And we started to see that there were churches that were getting just a little bit too controversial, 
stating things as if they were facts, stating things that if they were truth, um, I became pretty jaded. I didn't, I didn't know like when I was going to walk into a church on Sunday morning, like what version of truth was I going to get when ultimately like just point me back to Jesus, like point me back to Jesus, point yeah. me back to the Bible, yeah. point me back to the Holy Spirit. Like just let me continue to know like that that is the truth and, and not these other things. And so what I liked that you did, Sean, um, and CR and Jason, what you all do is you, you challenge perspective and you do it in a way that is not belittling or berating or demeaning or anything like that. You just, you just, you, you pose a question and you say like, you could think about this from this point of view or this point of view, but ultimately what it comes down to is what's this point of view? Yeah, that's and really good. That's what I really liked about press and that's why we're gonna hang out for a minute. I, oh, so. I hope more than a few <laughs> minutes, but I guess if there's church plants that you guys know of, don't tell them about it. That's all I ask. Just don't. We're still a church plant, right? Three, year, three <laughs> I mean, years. Three years. I mean, yeah, the roots are still yeah, growing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, and beyond that too, you know, I mean, like for our girls, you know, I, I look at our girls, and um, you know, any you know young parent, um, although I don't know if we call ourselves young anymore, but hey, easy because we're. Close I I got called I got called middle aged the other day by my band students, and I about went off. Um, <laughs> Which made me Google, what's the, what's the median age? It's, it's 38, by the way, all of you people out there. I about threw up in my mouth when I heard that. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, you know I, I, can't, I can't explain or I can't tell you enough how appreciative I am of, of, of Chrissy. Um, and yeah, because, you know, our, our daughter um, has ADHD and she has some other things that are going on that we're working through. And... You know, seeing the grace that, that, that she approaches our oldest with every day, like, I'm like, thank you. Thank you. It's somebody that's not going to judge her when she's coming in, you know, with her, her Star Wars shirt on and, and is just ragged hair and headphones and just, you know, is in a grumpy mood or a bad mood. Who's not going to judge me as a parent who's like, get in there. Let's go. Um, you know, and it's just like. It's just like, it's refreshing, and you know, I saw, we're very appreciative of the, the children's ministry that's happening here, and you know, being able to, to have our safe place for our kids to be. Yeah. Um, you know, I always like the, the opportunity to be up on stage and, and yeah, play. Um, uh, but you know, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like, like Nicole said, you know, the, the fact that every Sunday we can come here and, and be challenged in, in our thoughts and, and how we're, we're using God and applying God into our daily lives. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. That's awesome. You guys are great. Uh, can we give them a round of applause for sharing? Um, yeah, I, it's, it's meaningful to, to hear, and it's, it's encouraging for me, too, to hear how other people play a part in your story. Um, and it takes it takes a village. It takes all of us. So thank you guys so much for sharing. You guys are awesome. You give them another round of applause as they're leaving. Thank you, Dylan. Well, you guys basically got a, a message right there. So I am going to uh, shorten what I have to share today. Um, and, and I think the little bit that I will share will, will work perfectly with this because I the one word I had today was perspective, and, and Nicole even said that, perspective. 
the perspective in so much of our lives is um, if I'm good, I'll get good. If I'm bad, I'll get bad. And, and all of us here have gone through trials. We've gone through hardships. And it's not always a reflection of uh, a sin or a mistake. Um, sometimes life is just hard. We live in this world that is, is broken. And so it doesn't matter if you're a Christian or a non-Christian. There's things that you will go through in your life that will be hard. And I think the great thing about Scripture is that it gives a new perspective. Scripture gives us perspective and allows us to look at things differently. If you do have your Bibles, I have this one verse I want to share today. It's in Romans. And it's uh, Romans chapter 5 and verses 3 through 5. And, and let's read it together. It says, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. For we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops, develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. We can rejoice when we run into problems and trials. If this isn't a shift in perspective, I don't know what is. We can be, we can be rejoicing God does not promise us an easy life. He does not promise us that everything will go as we want it to. But what scripture does is it helps us change our perspective into what actually matters, to what's actually important. And that's him. And the one thing I keep coming back to, and, and this is my one main slide today, is, is this. When we're talking about perseverance, perseverance is best accomplished in community. We need people around us. And just like we talked about in the car video of how it's like, well, I want God to do it. Or, but you know what? God has given each of you to each other. You're here for a reason. And so many times we want this like magical thing to happen. And we miss that the answer to our prayers is maybe the person next to us who wants to help. And until you put yourself in a space that you have people around you and a community around you, you are missing out on, on a gift that God has given us. We are a gift to each other. Yes, we can be annoying. I can be annoying. You can be annoying. We, we annoy each other sometimes. It's just, it's just how we are. Some of my best friends, are, they, they drive me nuts sometimes. Family, they're hard to deal with sometimes. But at the same time, community can be that gift to us that helps us persevere. If you're going to persevere in this life, you need people. You need community. These last two months, we've been talking about one another. And what I want to share is we have a slide of, of all the things that we've talked about. Love one another. Be devoted to one another. Forgive one another. Build one another up. Be patient and gentle. Support the next generation. Lead with humility. What would it look like if as a community of believers, these are the things that, that we lived out? If these Whereas what described the church. I, I want to I be there. I want to be a part of that. And now it's going to be messy. And we're going to mess these things up. But in my mind, when I, when, when I look at these, these are the building blocks of, of a healthy community. They're a place that I can be and know and I can work through. Because these things aren't void of mistakes. 
if, if mistakes didn't happen, we wouldn't have to forgive. Things are going to happen. But if we live this out, we will be a reflection of the church that I think God desires us to be. And, and I believe, and hopefully through the stories that we've heard and through all the messages in the series, I hope that we can continue to press in to what God has for this church, knowing the community is important and more people need to come in to that community. Dylan, you can come up. I, uh, in my study this week, I came across a, um, a blessing, and it's in Romans, and I just, I want to pray this over us today as we, we close out the message today. Um, I'm going to ask everybody to stand. And a lot of times in church when someone is giving a blessing, you, you, can, you can open your hands, you can sit there, you, you sit however you want. But I pray that as I say this over our community that you, that you embrace it and you take it in. So this is Romans 15, verses 5 and 6. Now may the God who gives perseverance and encouragement grant you to be of the same mind with one another according to Christ Jesus, so that with one purpose and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is my prayer for us today, and that is my blessing that I give to you. I pray that that is true for us. Church is important. Community is important. We need each other. And God has given us each other. Let's live it out the best we can. We invite you to continue to worship with us this morning.